Okay, hello. Um, so for those that don't know me, I'm Joe Barnes. I'm the kind of the player that Dave Enderby drags out of the pub on a Friday night to play. Um, but with me, I've got a kind of, he's a Mr. Southend. He made his debut in 1994. Um, he's club captain. He's captained every side. He's won kind of the 100 club more times than any other man alive. Um, so with me, I've got Wayne Spear. Hi, Wayne. Hi, how you doing? Um, and do you remember your debut for Southend? So down on play cricket, we've got your 1994. Yeah, um, I do. I remember my first ever adult game. Um, I don't know if it would be on play cricket though. If it's the one that's on play cricket or not. Um, yeah, so we go be, back before '94. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Because I I started. Yeah, obviously play crickets. You know, I know the stats and stuff, all the score books and stuff. I remember my first ever game, I was 11, adult game, I was 11. I was taken on a Sunday game to Gallywood up in Chel- up near Chelmsford. Um, uh, first team's captain's wife actually played in that game. She was <laughs> one of the first ever women's cricketers. Um, so I do remember it quite fondly. Um, but um, yeah, I, 94, I would have been 14. Um, trying to think. Probably playing threes, maybe. Um, away at Loughton. Yeah. Away at Loughton. And as a 14-year-old, you were stuck in to bat uh, wherever I got. You are batting at three. <laughs> Not much, much of a challenge. You've been dragged <laughs> off the street, young kids, batting at three. You managed to score two runs. All right. And uh, eventually lost the game, low-scoring game. Loughton chased, uh, chased 174 down to win. Right. Uh, and one by nine wickets at the end. Um, <laughs> no, so you've, you've been around for a long time. What, what are your kind of most memorable games playing for Southend? Have you got a, a real moment that kind of stands out for you? Um, I obviously remember my... Yeah, I, remember, I remember my first game in the first team away at Loughton, believe it or not. Um, and I know that... I don't know the date, but Essex were playing on the telly and it was the day that Glenn Chapel ran through us in the final. Um, I think Essex were all out for next to nothing. Um, and I got bowled twice in the same over <laughs> by a, a lad called Kevin Thomas, who was a quick West Indian cricketer. Um, and he was towards the end of his career by now. And I went out to bat at maybe seven or eight as a youngster, 15, 16. And the first team captain, Craig Port, was up the other end. Um, and he just sort of said to me, look, just do what you can. I got bowled first ball. Um, and the umpire put his hand out and said, big no ball. And Craig, being Craig and not being, you know, we were 15, 16, we were part of the boys by then. Um, he started laughing because he just knew that I meant I had to face another ball from this quick West India. <laughs> and I managed to missed the second ball the third ball I got perfectly into line with perfect for defense the fourth ball he managed to bowl me again <laughs> this wasn't <laughs> this wasn't a no ball so yeah so that's my first memory of playing first team cricket um I've lots of memories of playing with some of the legends of South End Cricket Club down the years Doc Singh and um yeah sort of some of the youngsters John Horn, Steve Johnson um, you know, playing over at Victory Sports, 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I, I, I do remember. I remember the young, the, the the early days quite fondly. Really, it was. Um, I, we had we had a good laugh. It was a good good team. You know, things were very different. You know, the youngsters weren't treated how they were, how they are, or how they have to be today. Um, you know, we were thrown in the deep end. Um, and part of one of the men, part of one of the boys' men straight away. So, yeah, it was good. And so you you, you talked about kind of the team. At, so when you get picked on a Saturday and you're looking down the team sheet, who do you want to be playing with? What what kind of the guy? I mean, it's obviously important. All now these it's, days. Important. it's important, you know. When you're first starting out, I think it's important to be playing with your friends. You want to play with your mates. Yeah, you want to. Turn, it's a long day Saturdays. You know, as a youngster. You know, all we wanted to do was be out the house for eight, nine hours a day. Um, you know, and, and the older guys, they were brilliant. Uh, Pete Stannards, Liam Bucklers, you know, they, Graham Butler, Del Monte's brilliant, brilliant guys. Some of these are still around now. Um, brilliant guys, had such a laugh with them and you wanted to be around them. But obviously you wanted your mates, you know, your age group as well. So, you know, Newman was well above us by then. Newman was gone. He was been taken by the first team by the time he was about 11 and um, bowling and opening the batting and whatever else. So, um, but yeah, me, Steve Johnson, John Horn, you know, you wanted to play with your friends when you're young because it, it just you still need that little bit of, you know, I remember again, I, I can picture a, a day like it was yesterday, me and John Horn probably spent two and a half hours on a slip cradle over at Buckhurst Hill Um playing for a Mars bar and a can of Coke um, for who would drop the catch next. Like, you know, and I can picture that like it was yesterday. And those are the days, you know, boiling hot day it was. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think when you're set out from cricket, it's a long, long day. You know, you want to play with your friends initially. When you get a bit older and you get a bit better and you're playing at a higher level, you want to be looking down that team sheet and think, like, this is a, I want a strong, I want to be playing with strong players. I want to be playing with good, good, good players and I think that's why people generally struggle to drop once they've gone to the top they struggle to come back down the other way because they look at the team sheets and if their friends aren't there they're looking at some of the cricketers and thinking oh, you know it's hard do you know what I mean it's hard to accept that you're not quite at that level again it doesn't really bother me that as long as there's some people in there that I'll, I enjoy spending the day with do you know what I mean that's the most important thing I think you know South End, we are kind of South End. We're blessed with having kind of tons of characters that play. Um, but who do you think is the biggest character at South End Cricket Club these days? I mean, I mean, got. I mean, as it stands at the moment, it has to be Dave Enderby, doesn't it? I mean, <laughs> believe it or not, I've just got off the phone to Dale Hackney, who um, is living in Australia now. He's been out there for eleven months already. I mean, he was. I mean, me and him were notorious. Um, you know. But sort of him at keeper and me at first slip. I mean, you know, the amount of tellings off me and him had. But as a character, Dale was just, he was one of them as well. You know, and that, again, they're the sort of people that you look down that team sheet and if you see Dale's name on there, you think, oh, it's going to be a good day today. You know, Dave lights up the club. You know, I can't say that um, spending time on a cricket pitch with Dave is much fun. Um, but, <laughs> but definitely spending time in and around cricket cricket uh, arena and uh, the bar with Dave is definitely Dave would have to be the, uh, the the best character we've got at the club at the moment so well, every, everyone I think has a, a Dave Enderby story so what would be your 
Dave Enderby story that you, if, if you were trying to explain the man that is Dave Enderby, how would you go about doing it? I mean, I've got, I've got many. I mean, I go back a long way with Dave. So, I mean, bearing in mind, I picked him as my kick when I was first team captain and the club had fought, basically the club had fallen down as in the, the clubhouse had fallen down pretty much. The club had been ripped apart from players and, and, I picked Dave Enderby as my first team wicketkeeper. So, you know, that, that'll probably, you know, I mean, I should be shocked for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, how many is there? Just it, there's always, there's always a story with Dave, isn't there? Whether it's falling over on the, I mean, he could be walking around the boundary. I mean, I've seen it. He'd walk around the boundary and a ball gets hit in the air for six. You've never seen anyone get hit by a ball apart from me, unless it's Dave Enderby. And, um, you know, I have seen that. So, and, um, just so many really I couldn't I I don't think without really preparing and thinking hard have I got one specific story um for Dave Enderby it's just um it's like you say most clubs have probably got one although I don't know if I don't know if they've got quite got a Dave Enderby um in their ranks no that's right um so you've played for played for years but can you so can you remember your kind of your top score and your best bowling performance? Do those still stand out kind of like, uh, I remember scoring I mean, my first 50, so I'm sure you can yeah, remember I mean, first, I remember, I remember first my 100, 50, I remember, first 100. Yeah, I remember, I mean, I got a couple of hundreds in twos and stuff like that, Sunday cricket, but I remember obviously my, my first, first team 100, I remember me and Kev Grant put on a record stand um, against Woodford Green, must have been 2010. Uh, I got, I think I got 110. I think, I think I got 110. Uh, Kev got right, yeah. maybe, a, maybe <laughs> Kev got a bit more than that. But yeah, we put on a couple of hundred uh, partnership, and we scored 340 odd that day, um, which was one of the highest scores in the league at the time. And then obviously, then yeah, it sort of got eclipsed, you know, as, as batting became a little bit more easy throughout the years. But yeah, that was. I remember that first. I remember that hundred. I remember the day. I remember it being quite a hot day. Um, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it's quite memorable. That first 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 team hundred. It's quite quite memorable. Uh, bowling wise, oof, there's never much of a bowler. I always tried to talk myself into being a bowler, but um, I've got a funny feeling. My best figures are four for. 36, 4 for 46, maybe. Somewhere. I think you're doing, yourself, you're doing yourself a bit of an injustice. 4 <laughs> for 13. Which Sorry, what? Is us, 4 for 13, which is respectable. Really? Like, you can nominate, <laughs> you've taken a few wickets. Like, you go home and someone will go, yeah, you, you can bowl a bit. Uh, I've been trying to talk myself into being a bowler for years. No no captain's ever ever fell for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's always it's always the case. It's always the bowlers want to go up and bat at the top of the order, and the, the batters want to come down and turn their arm over. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so we're looking we're looking into kind of next season, and it, it was a tough. It was obviously last season write off. Season before that was it was a tough tough yeah. one for South End. So what do you, what do you think we have to do to like kind of rebuild and bring ourselves back? I mean, I mean obviously I've been here been here before, Joe. I, I've sort of seen this. Happened a few times with Southend. Um, you know, we, we set out a plan in 2010 with, with the merger and stuff like that, that, you know, we wanted to become a stable club, play some decent cricket at a decent level. Um, and over the first couple of years, we sort of maybe 
uh, outdid ourselves a little bit. We were punching above our weight a little bit. So all of a sudden, you know, we had a little bit of money coming to the club, response, good sponsorship, people, you know, there was a big buzz about the club. Stu Leslie, you know, our first chairman, um, obviously after the merger, um, you know, he, he bought some, some, some big things to the club. We had the Essex game, South and United game. So all of a sudden there was a bit of a buzz about it. And a few local cricketers that were good cricketers, you know, we were probably one of the lowest sort of teams at the time, started taking a bit of notice, you know. So we sort of sat down one year and decided that, you know, let's give this a bit of a go. Let's see where we can get to, you know, people like Joe Robbins. Joe Robbins was the first sort of, was the, the first cog key, you know, he was the first one to unlock it. And then we knew that that would bring everything with it, you know, and that was brilliant. And he was fantastic for our club. Um, you know, and we got to the Premier League and that's my biggest achievement. You know, I, I think I took us back to back um, promotions and then we went up to Div, Div 1 um, and I handed it over to Ross Danes. We struggled. We Again, because we'd gone too quick almost. Um, and then we came back down, we stabilised and then we went again. Um, but yeah, getting to the Premier League, you know, a couple of years ago, a few years ago was, was definitely a highlight. Um, and it was inevitable, really, that we were never going to, without the money, you know, that some of these clubs are pumping into the Premier League. Bearing in mind, it's, the, it's, a, it's a competition that you don't win any money for if you win. You know, it's an amateur sport that we play in, although we play at pretty much a semi-professional level at that level. So um, it was inevitable that there was going to be a drop. And then once that drop happened, you know, these players, you know, it, it, You've got, you've, got, you've got to accept it that they're going to want to play at the top level. You know, you bring them in. Um, it's no, you know, these aren't club men through and through. You know, we knew that. They buy into it while they're here. But um, Joe was a bit different. Joe was a bit different. Joe, Joe bought into the club. You know, his dad, his mum, you know, his nan, the whole family really bought into the club. And I think he's still got quite a fond, you know, feel for the club, you know. But unfortunately, these things are, you know, when you're a good player, you're going to get offered some money somewhere else. You're going to go and take it. Um, and I've got nothing against Joe for that. Um, but we can do it again. You know, I, I don't think we will, we'll, we will rebuild to that level again. But I think we can draw in some local players and some youngsters. And, you know, we are still, in my opinion, the, the best club. It's the best place to play without shadow. You know, South Church Park, you've got both, got both pitches now. Um, you know, it's it's the best place to play in the area by a long way. So, you know, yes, Hadley are our Premier League side now and Westcliff are looking to get there. And, you know, but yeah, I think I think most people would say that if they had the choice of playing anywhere in the area, it would be at South Church Park. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's a case of rebuilding, bringing back a few of the old faces, hopefully, to come and help, help out here, there and everywhere. Um, and then just stabilising at that level where we probably wanted to 10 years ago you know seven or eight years ago whatever it may be um and then yeah just sort of sit there and everyone enjoy their cricket if you win half your games and lose half your games i think you'd be pretty happy you know um it's when you start losing every single game is when it gets tough we take a break from cricket so, so you're probably south end's most famous club dj <laughs> but you, uh, where we know each other best from is bumping into each other on the motorway driving up to Liverpool yeah so what have you made of kind of how 
what have you made of kind of Liverpool in the last few seasons uh, and seeing that kind of meet, we talk about meteoric rises, Klopp has kind yeah. of done that with the Liverpool sides and um, and taken them from kind of Champions League winners, Premier League winners and slowly building up. So what, what, have, what have you made of, what have you made of Jurgen Klopp? Yeah, I mean, again, he's, he's, he's just a revelation, isn't he? It was, you know, if you look back before him, you know, Roy Hodgson, Kenny Dalglish was bought in just to sort of stop the gap a bit as a bit of a as a club hero and stuff like that. Um, and I was at Jurgen Klopp's first ever game. It was Tottenham, uh, one one all, I think it was. Was it one all? Um, you know, Divock Origi started up front for us. Um, you know, and that's you know, right, he's still there now, and he's scored some of the biggest goals that we've had. But he, um, but yeah, I mean, Klopp was always you, he, again. He just bought into Liverpool, didn't he? You can just see that Liverpool pumps through his veins. And that's so important. I think even if you look at someone like Pep Guardiola, it doesn't quite, you can't really see that Man City is everything that he dreams about. You know, he dreams about having the best team and playing for the, the biggest club and the richest club and this and that and winning the big trophies. But you can't see that Man City is everything to him. Whereas I think Klopp is different. And I think that's what Liverpool always had going back into the, well, you know, when we were youngsters and 70s and 80s and stuff like that. And, you know, people that real, and Klopp will go down as one of those, I think now, you know, and that's why he's extended his contract. Um, so, yeah, I think it was, it was, again, I think we got there quicker than what he expected, maybe. Um, you know, when you think three years ago, Real Madrid in the final lost, um, to an average Real Madrid side, really, um, you know, a couple of bad mistakes and stuff. But and then, but to go again, lose by a point, but win that final, and then go again. I mean, that is some serious mentality in that side, you know. And what they and what we are going through at the moment with the injuries and stuff. Everyone else. Is, banging on about it but you can just imagine them in that dressing room with the belief and going well this would be all right we'll be all right here you know I know it looks like bare bones at the moment but I think I think the belief in that, that he's instilled in these players will be like look we'll just deal with it we'll deal with this it'll be fine and, and do you do you think so Jurgen Klopp's kind of sporting mentality is kind of play at 100 miles an hour play with a smile on your face really enjoy yourself go out there to kind of be passionate. Do you think that could actually translate into back into cricket? Say so we've seen kind of some players, Archer, for instance, now he's all about kind of bowl as fast as you can, do everything with a smile. Chris Gale's always the same. Yeah. So do, you, but do you think kind of cricket kind of lacks and it's that lacks, we need more of those kind of players and coaches that want to do everything kind of passionately? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I think back in the day, I mean, I think back to my sort of, my first coach, Ken Porter and stuff like that. And everything was about technique and you had to do everything the right way and everything like that. Now, I think now is you look at it now and you look at the big bashes and the IPL and you look at these players and like you say, playing with a smile on their face, Coley and, you know, the other week then was a super over and you got Coley and AB de Villiers coming out for the super over. And who was it was bowling? One of the world-class bowlers was bowling but whoever it may have been, it, you know, you think, and that's what, that's what it should be about now. You know, so should players now just take it a little bit more, it's a bit more, 
it's risk and reward, isn't it? The problem is on a Saturday, it's different for us on a Saturday. If you get out first ball on a Saturday, you're trying to run down the wicket, you've got till next <laughs> week until you get another chance, whereas they go 24 hours later again. Um, so it is a bit, bit, bit different. But yeah, I think it's, um, I think cricket needs to find its, to, I mean, I've got a little boy, seven, you know, he, all he wants to do, he, he loves hitting the ball. So all he wants to do is hit the ball, hit the ball. I'm trying to tell him to, you know, you've got to, keep it out at some stage but you know um but yeah i think for the kids to be interested again because there's a big gap at the moment where there's a lack of kids that are coming up you think when i when i started going up you know we're talking 94 95 96 me ben Woffen, john steve johnson james homewood uh newman khan um john horn you know, there's six or seven players that all played first team cricket within the last couple of years. Um, you know, all together, I can't at the moment. I couldn't think. You know, couldn't think of many. You know, groups of. You know, we get the odd individual, the Matt Mohans, Shane Bottrell. But you know, where else? You know, who? Are, there's no big groups of youngsters, kids, mates that are all coming through together. So yeah, I think it, I think cricket does need to find its its happy place again for the youngsters to show that they can, you know, and maybe this season was a bit of a show on that, you know, the shorter, the shorter formats, you know, it's lower down. It might've meant the kids enjoyed it a little bit more 30 overs on a Saturday rather than 40, 50 overs, you know? So yeah, it's, um, it definitely needs something. Okay. We, we, we kind of talking through and kind of take it back. You speak about kind of growing up. Who were your kind of sporting heroes? What 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 made you pick up a cricket bat or a cricket ball? Who or or, or um, was uh, Kenny I mean, Gough your favourite sportsman? Yeah, up? I mean, uh, I mean, football wise, um, I was a uh, Bruce Grobbler. I, I was a goalkeeper basically as a youngster. So Bruce Grobbler, you know, a bit of a strange hero, but yeah, Bruce Grobbler. I sort of remember him. He was just because of the character. Um, cricket wise, I mean, I was very lucky. I lived. On South Ch- uh, on Shaftesbury Avenue, which backs onto the park, so um, Essex used to come down every year and play there. And um, because you know local knowledge, I might know a few gaps in the fences and stuff like that, and managed to sneak in and stuff. So Graham Gooch, you know, I remember watching Graham Gooch as a youngster and always idolising Graham Gooch. You know, I, I picked up a, I've still got it now, but a ball. Mark War hit a ball out like the winning runs on a on a Sunday before coloured clothing out and I ran on and picked the ball up. You know, these little things, um, you know, I think of some of the players that I've seen play down at South Church Park when Essex were there. I mean, it's phenomenal. I think, I remember Viv Richard played there, you know, Kevin Peterson played there. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, NASA, I'm miserable. NASA was miserable. He was always miserable. Um, but, yeah, so Graham Gooch, I mean, my real hero is um, Robin Smith. Robin Smith was my, my my cricketing hero as a youngster. You remember watching him as a you now as a number four bat. Um, he used to come in and just pummel it everywhere until Shane Warne tied him up in knots. Um, but but yeah um, yeah, I would say yeah, those sort of players, those sort of those sort of guys. Graham Gooch was a big influence on my cricketing career. Really, you know, come and watch him play down at South Church Park every year. I used to get very excited about that. Do you think that's one of the kind of problems then with local cricket is the fact that we had it, you had it at South Church Park, I had it at Garen's Park, where you're basically yeah. in, in your school holidays, you'd have a week where you go and watch a, a county championship game for four days and you'd see a one-day game 
And you yeah. were like, I remember playing, playing like one hand, one bounce, and Monty Panasar and Ravi Papara came over when we were 13, 14, or whatever, probably a bit older than that. And, and that kind of, yeah, that's why you want to carry on playing cricket, but we just don't have the same kind of access anymore. Oh, yeah, 100%, 100%. And those little things that you just said there, exactly. I remember, um, I remember being in the South End tent because we used to have a tent. Hmm. I remember being in the South End tent as a 15 year old, 16 year old. So at prime time when you're really starting to get into it and, you know, quite good at cricket and stuff like that. And I remember, um, Darren Robinson, who I ended up playing up against when he went to Wickford, and me and him had a bit of a run in. But Darren Robinson, Paul Pritchard, and I, another, um, came out to sort of practice where we were, and they were just cap- practicing slip catches. And the ball kept going past, like, second slip, basically, to where we were, like, kept coming into the tent. And they said, Someone jump into third slip for us. And I jumped into third slip and took an absolute screamer. Um, but yeah, you know, and those little things are the things that you remember. You know, I can remember that. You know, and then like you say, just being out on that outfield, one hand, one bounce. You know, at tea, at lunch, at tea, at, after the game, we used to just play for hours and hours and hours. And the kids, you know, they haven't got that. They haven't got that now. Do you know what I mean? It's, you know, I've, I know the world's changed. I can sound like an old bugger, but you know, getting them kids out. You know, my boy. He, he, He'd, he'd go over the park if if we lived where I used to live right near the park he'd want to be over there eight hours a day and he's meant he would because uh, I've sort of he's got that in him you know he wants to be outside all the time but there's a lot of kids nowadays that walking from school put their bag down and go straight on the computer and, so, and that's the problem you know if I could imagine if we had Essex playing down the park and I could take him down there he would just he would be exactly the same as me, you know. Or most kids would. Most kids would because they would see it and they'd be like, he's on the telly, you know. You, and then you've got something about, you know, especially nowadays with the coverage, you know, we didn't really have it back then. You know, I'm not that old, but do you know what I mean? It wasn't quite, you know, you can see Graham Gooch on the TV every day, but you do now, do you know what I mean, sort of thing. So, so yeah, I think that's what we do miss uh, locally, uh, all around as well, all around, you know. I think that's what and that's a massive impact on on cricket that they they feel like now they're out of reach do you know what i mean they feel like they're yeah. you know especially you know, going into this hundred that they're going to do they've picked these the big stadiums you know the local little small villages and towns are not going to see it you know they're not gonna um and that is probably one of the issues i think that's a wrap uh, thanks for coming wayne no Good no see problem. You. hope you see you on the pitch next year Yes, I'm going to see what we can do. I might might even return for a few games. (laughs) Nice one, mate. Good to see you. Yeah, you take care. Take care. See you, mate.